Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike? The fantasy football season is over. For most people. If you're in a league that it's still going, that's a dumb league. <laughs> like, oh, half the new, you were telling me that half the news we have today are of who's not playing. Yep. Like, that what? is the vast majority of the news. Yeah. When I was doing starts and sits, right? I'm supposed to email it to you beforehand so you have the list. I'm like going through and I'm doing them. Every time I'm picking a player, I had to double check, is this player playing or not? And then a bit thought of me, a big part of me was like, if someone's in their championship and they have to start this player I'm recommending, they're like, they're going to, they're going to lose. Like if you're sitting here going, Ooh, do I start Mason Rudolph or not? You're going to lose. <laughs> you're like, your team sucks. Like what, what, what pos- I would love to hear from someone out there is what possible reason you could have for having a, a week 18. I think it's week 18 fantasy football super bowl you know people rest i know there's a lot of positions that are still open in the playoffs right now like there's some divisions to be cited this one's a pretty good parity year things are close but there's still a lot of players being rested getting ready for the playoffs that they're a little bit banged up where normally they'd be playing but they're not because they're preparing for the playoffs this is ridiculous we're doing starts and sits this week even though i 100 object to it Josh, I'm calling it right now. We're not doing Conquerors or Busts next week. This is it. This is the last episode of our second season. We head into off-season next week. I'm calling it. You're calling it? You're, you're I'm calling it right it. now. That I refuse. I, I, will, I will make loud noises if you try to do Conquerors or Busts next week. I will scream while you're talking to stop people from hearing it because it's done. It's over. Okay. It's a strong, strong opinion. I'm uh, launching an investigation, uh, as as you know, uh, into our league's activities this year. So I have a a lot going on. Like as commissioner, I got to rebrand my own team. I got to work on my own stuff for next year. And I got to look into the the flagrant issues in in our league this year. Also, proposals of expansion. There's all these questions that are coming up that I got to deal with. So I got to move on to league business here. I've got got a lot to do. I'm I'm the commissioner of the league here. (laughs) You want to expand, or you've been propositioned with an expansion? I have, I have received expansion requests, let's call them. Intr- I've see, received interest to joining what is arguably the best fantasy football league ever. Like, I understand that. We have a fantastic house league. It's been around for a long time. It's honestly been like a staple of my friends group and family for a while. It's a fantastic league. There has been some interest from outside parties to enter. I have to consider that. Will I charge a league fee? I, I could love to make some money. Um, I mean, I think the last expansion in hockey was about a billion dollars. So, I, you know, that would be pretty good. <laughs> weren't we weren't we like struggling to replace a person at the start of the year? Where, where were these people then? I don't know, but <laughs> we've we've not only have we stabilized with I would I would say you know, 12 relatively stable managers this year because this was, I mean, you you said it in some comment that I only half read because honestly, I hear enough from you. I don't need to read your writing. Um, <laughs> so you had said that this is one of the most competitive years we've had. Um, 
I think that that's very true. So I, I don't know, but I think, I think just people talk and people have spoken about our leak elsewhere and inquiries are starting to come in for expansion, um, which is difficult because I think 12 is about the limit that you want. So there's a lot of different yeah, decisions Yeah, 12's a good make. number. Um, I really got to look at our league too. Like, are there any holes that do need to be filled? There's a few managers I am taking a look at. I need to investigate a little bit of activity. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of decisions here. Yep. No, that's fair. Uh, speaking of the league size, did you know we played a season with an 18-team league? <laughs> no. When did we do that? In 2019. I was looking. How, I went. I was you, looking through our Hall of Fame. Okay. And like it shows, you know, like the the winner of each league, like the highest scoring team, the highest scoring team, like in any given week, all that stuff, right? Okay. And it goes back as far as the league has been established. And I was like, oh well, let's go. Like, because I I was looking at the highest scoring team, like overall, like for points for th- over the course of the season, and they've been progressively like getting higher which I think is probably just par for the course with fantasy. You know, people are more knowledgeable, stuff like that. Uh, so they draft better, they have higher scoring teams, et cetera, et cetera. But I was looking at the first one and it was like 400 points lower than the next one. I was like, why did we have a, such a huge jump? Like what changed from 2019 to 2020? So I open up 20, <laughs> 2019 and I look at our standings and there was 18 teams in the league. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't Neither remember do I. I remember so the, it. I remembered it looking at it. I was like, oh, I remember all these team names and like those people because I know, well, I knew who most of them were. I was like, what were we doing? Well, I mean, it's so the thing is, is that we, this league has been around uh, longer than 2019. It's just, uh, this is a new, I lost access to my old NFL account. So I had to make a new one and that's how this all came to be. Like that's why right now in our Hall of Fame, I think it only goes back to 2019, but the league's been around longer. So I don't know, like I I, I kind of, I don't know what we were thinking. Like I don't know how we managed 18. Like there was a part of me that was sitting down mapping out being like, I could make an argument of going as high as 14 and it would be rougher, but like I could make an argument for it. I can't make an argument for 18 teams. Like right. that's not, I don't see how, how we did that. I also don't know if I can name 17 other people. Well, the vast majority. So I think all 12 who are, or, well, not all 12. I think at least 10 of the 12 that are in our league currently were in this 18 team league. And then eight other people. Yeah. And some of them like, yeah. And some hmm. of them, I, I don't know who they are. So, um, I, I can't even help you because obviously I don't want to say their names on air. Um, I can, well, you can go and look after, I guess, because you, you, you definitely know who they are. Obviously. I um, can't, I can't access previous leagues. Okay. I'll send you I a screenshot see, of it. Yeah. I can see the history, but for some reason, when I go into my leagues, it like won't let me look at 2019 for some reason. I don't, I don't know why, but I can see the history. Like I can go into the hall of fame and look at the history um, but yeah, I mean, I have some knowledge on winners from 2018, 17, 16, because I think in 16 is when we restarted the league. I have this in high school. So there was like a gap. We'll call those, those were the strike years. 
Um, Strike there a, yeah, there was a collective bargaining agreement that we were having an issue with, but but it came back in 2016. So I know the winners from 16 to 23 because my ultimate goal is to get us a trophy, so I can go back as far as 2016. I I would have to inquire and ask some people about who won in high school uh, because I don't quite remember that far back. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I like I like that we have a league history here. I did not realize we had at one point. 18 teams um, no that, that makes me feel a mind. lot better about looking at it possibly having 14 so that makes me feel a heck of a lot better it, you, than, you should than not you, you should 18. not because there was a giant lack in production because everyone had nobody oh 18 is ridiculous <laughs> yeah, yeah it was no way we're never doing brutal that. the team that won the super bowl went seven and six that year <laughs> yeah and that's uh, yeah that's um uh yes i know who won that because the person who he beat won the next year um yes i think i think by 2020 though i think that's when we scaled it down to maybe 10 and then we've been 12 for the past three years with some people leaving and uh we went to 12 in in 2020 yeah oh, okay so I we went think... down from 18 to 12 okay yeah, and we've stayed there since. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like league expansion has its advantages. Certainly, we've been twelve for a while now. And again, as I mentioned, I could use the economic assistance. So maybe we do need to expand the league. Look about some league fees, especially if there's some interest. We could come up with some sort of bidding system. Um, you know, the number one thing is I want people to be competitive and interested and involved. And I think this is the first year where, for the most part, I don't I don't really have many complaints. Um, again, I, as I mentioned, I have three issues I'm looking into in all seriousness. I, I have three things I want to look at and consider uh, before inviting everybody back. But I was pretty satisfied overall that we had a relatively competitive league um, with uh, with a lot of high-scoring teams. And there's a few teams that did really well in the playoffs who we didn't think would. The, the, third, the team that finished third and fourth were both high-scoring every round of the playoffs, and they, they had a great run. Yeah, they both were playoff bubble teams too. So you always like to see that. Oh, it makes it more interesting. Yeah. You know, it's the reason to play the game. I mean, unfortunately, one of them beat me um, and is the reason why I'm out. But um, yeah. but yeah. those two teams, like give them some credit here. They were the, what, sixth and eighth ranked teams and they ended up finishing second and third because they had such a great playoff. And both of them were active managers who made trades who were played the waiver wire, who actively added to their team and improved. So that's what, but what else can you ask for from people other than that? No, exactly. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously you hit a point where you're, you can't play for anything anymore. Like you're just playing to play, I guess. Um, but it's always good when the, those teams who just barely make the playoff bubble then make it deep into the playoffs because it gives you hope when you know you have we start out kind of poor you know you're you're two and five at the start of the season you know it not all hope is lost right you can you can make it back you can sneak your way in and once you're in the playoffs anything can happen as unfortunately as you found out this year <laughs> yeah um, I mean that's that's what you hope <laughs> other people take from it. They sit here and get like, don't lose hope. All you got to do is slip in the playoffs and anything can happen. Your player hits at the right time. Um, and again, it wasn't a fluke because the eighth ranked team won a round and lost, yes, lost in the next round, 
but it was close. It was a really close game. And then ended up finishing third. And the sixth ranked team, who also beat the third ranked team, lost to you, but it was also relatively close. He lost on the last game yep. of, of that week. And, you know, put up a really good fight and ended up play, finishing fourth. But both of them outscored you, who ended up winning oh, the yeah. championship. You win for the third year in a row, but they both outscored you. So they, they should be looking at that being like, well, all I got to do is slip in the playoffs. And you never know what can happen. Keep keep editing your team. Keep adding to it. Keep making sure you're doing it because you just never know. Because if either of them had played you, they would have won. Oh, 100%. Yep. Yep. If, uh, if. Well, obviously, I I played the one in my semifinal, but if the other had won their semifinal matchup, then yeah, they would have been champion, absolutely. And they they lost their semifinal by I think less than two points. Yeah, it was another close one. Yeah, like less than less than two points. So yeah, what more can you ask for? I mean, obviously, I wish I was in any of this, um, but you know, I I think as commissioner, I can't ask for anything better for. Three rounds of close playoff matchup, except for the fancy Super Bowl that was pretty much a joke. Um, so every other round was close. Even some of the Constellation games ended up being close. And at the end of the day, you know, you can look at it and say, well, some teams that had six and eight records, you know, eight and seven or whatever, seven and eight or seven and seven, like really close to 500 records ended up performing really well in the playoffs and keeping their team alive. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's what you want. Competitive games where the semifinals and that third place game, they were all close and came down to basically the final game of each week. And that's I think that's, as commissioner, that's all you can ask for. Yep. I mean, aside from one team, every other team on that playoff bubble was within one game. Mm-hmm. So that's... Like one, two, four of them were decided based on head-to-head tiebreakers. So that's exactly what you want. Yeah, and even if you look at our standings this year, only two teams, you and I, won double-digit games. Yep. Like everyone else had records that were single digits. You know, eight and six, eight and six, eight and six, seven and seven, six and eight, six and eight, six and eight, five and nine. Like that's close. Like the team at the bottom three and 11, and then the, you and I, the top 11 and three and 10 and four, everyone else was within basically a game or two of each other. So that's, you know, that's another thing. It's like the parody league was good. Getting close to the playoffs was good. Only four teams miss out from the playoffs. So it's like, it's close. It's tight. Um, and that's, that's what you want. Stay competitive throughout the year. Gives everybody hope, reason to keep trying. Everyone except for the team who finished last. Uh, yeah. Who he admitted to me, and <laughs> he was like, after the fourth player went on IR and done for the season, I was, I, I was out. Like, yeah, I can. Yeah, that's fair. I can understand that. Four, four is excessive. Four is a lot. Four, four is four hard to come back season. from. Yeah, that's tough. And you know, if uh, if the manager who who will not be named uh, had not let emotions dictate their trading, uh, they could have saved themselves one of those IRs because they would have ended up on my bench. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah, which definitely, you know, you're, that, I don't know how, every single year you dodge these bullets that don't, it has nothing to do with skill. You just, nope, luck of the draw, just luck. dodge these ridiculous injuries. If like anyone else gets traded to me, whatever, done for the season. Yep. 
Like that tra- oh, yeah, the trade will go through. Yeah, no problem. And then the players have this. You somehow dodge multiple bullets where all your trades are like, whew, glad I got rid of that person or glad I didn't add that person. Yeah, I've uh, I've come to realize that if I make a trade offer to someone and then they reject it and like they won't give me that player, there's a greater than not chance that player is about to get hurt. For whatever reason, that just seems to be how it is. If they end up on my team, they're completely fine. If they're not, it's like a curse gets put on them because two or, <laughs> two or three times each season that has happened. And then this time, like literally the the day after the trade would have gone through on the IR for six weeks, Justin Jefferson would have tanked my season. I would have been done. I would have been yeah. done. You know was, who... It's funny because that's I was trying to get Justin Jefferson, not AJ Brown. Right. Yep. Wouldn't have really made a difference for me. Actually, would have been the same result. But but you know, like even in that is like that kind of deal that just never went through. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Just you. Just luck. Pure luck. Yeah. Just absolute just football luck that you seem to have and it's uh yeah it's absolutely it's absolutely wild i can't wait though to talk about a few things this off season obviously we're gonna wait but i i have i i want to really look at the stats and the rankings like who, what would the final top 10 or whatever of each position or 15 or whatever we want to go because there are some names and there's some players and there's some drop-off points that I'm really looking forward to talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, there's certainly in the, the running back room, there, oh. there is quite a lot I want to talk about. What there. a drop <laughs> from one to the rest of them. Like night and day. <laughs> oh yeah. Like yeah. I, I couldn't, I, when I was looking at that, I'm like, so basically either have the number one running back this year or have anyone from like two to 20. And like, it, it doesn't matter. The number two running back and the number like six or seven or eight is like whatever, like flip a coin. So if, if you can't get Christian McCafferty with running backs this year, it's like what? <laughs> well, honestly, some, yeah, I was I was looking at still. our rankings preseason uh, the other day, and I was like, oh my god! Like I don't even think I think like six of these top ten that we had ranked didn't finish the season. <laughs> yes, they didn't, they didn't even finish the year. Yeah, I'll be interested to look at that list, too, is where we had things ranked uh, and where people came out there. That's some of the stuff I'm looking forward to in the offseason. Um, so we'll get there. We, I guess we got to do the normal show one more week, though, because of crazy people. Yeah, don't have your championships in week 18. And as we dive into the news here, you'll you'll see why. <laughs> so Marquise Brown was placed on IR for a heel injury that came out after we last recorded. Um, that wasn't really a big surprise. He's been hurt on and off for the past few weeks. Uh, Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith left week 17 with a mild ankle sprain. I haven't heard for sure if he's going to be out this week. I would assume that he's going to be. And the New York Jets and Dalvin Cook have mutually agreed to part ways. They've released him with one game left on the season. I think the expectation is that he's going to try to sign with the playoff team. He's got fresh legs because he's done literally nothing for weeks now with the Jets. So give somebody a boost to their backfield, I guess. I didn't know you could do that in the NFL. 
Neither that you could I. just release yeah. a player this late in the season and get picked up. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess like it it happens all the time, just not usually to like bigger name players, I guess, right? Like usually it's like fourth and fifth string, yeah, wide receivers and like DBs or linemen, right? And then like they get released and then they get put under practice squads. Yeah, um, he just he hasn't had much opportunity this year so you don't really know what to expect from him i don't even remember the last time that he did anything no worthwhile i think he had had one okay week and then a couple little blips but other than that he was not used and he could like at least for a playoff scenario if you're a playoff team and you just you need that second running back you're probably going to get him dirt cheap and he probably could help your team like he, like he honestly probably could. I, I don't know off the top of my head even where that would be, but if it's a playoff team that just thinks like whatever, like we just let's just use a second running back, then yeah, he could he could do something. He's just last year, he was like a top fifteen running. I don't know where he ranked, but he was still doing it. He was starting, and he was he was getting points. I had him, so he was doing stuff just last year. So I feel like a team's got to take a chance on him. Yeah, I, I just can't, I've been, I've been kind of thinking about it, and I just don't know what team it's going to be. You know, like no, I don't know. One doesn't really stand out to me, but a lot of them already have that dual system. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like yeah. they have the, they, they've got the two. Yeah, so who, yeah, I don't know, I guess it'll all depend on his price, I suppose, because he uh, he he could absolutely be like a playoff champion for a team, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. The uh, NFL has fined Panthers owner David Tepper $300,000 for unacceptable conduct. Uh, did you, Did you see that video? I didn't. Uh, so he threw a drink on... Uh, who did they play in week 17? Was it the Jaguars? Yeah. They threw a drink on a Jaguars fan. Was this at the end of the game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, it, it looked like a beer. It might not have been a beer. I don't know what it was. That's just what it looked like. But he tossed it on a, a fan. It was caught on video and now he's fine. 300 grand. So it's a pretty good chance. It's a beer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I what yeah. they sell the games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that. No, no, I can't do that. Uh, and then the NFL officiating crew from the Cowboys-Lions game is being downgraded, won't be involved in any playoff games for the rest of this year. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were all, they were atrocious. Listen, yeah. I'm not I'm not one to to get on refs. Like I think it's a tough job and they do the best they can. Like I have a couple criticisms overall about NFL refs, but for the most part, it's a really tough job. That game for officiating was atrocious. Yeah, and if because everything that's come out afterwards is that Dan Campbell explained in detail what the fake play was in the event that they used it. Right. They went and told him, as you can see on the video, <laughs> and then no, 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 you you didn't report. It's like, well, yes, we did. No, 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 no. And then the league sends out a mem- a video memo saying, "Here is what you're supposed to do," and it shows the Lions from earlier in the game. And mm-hmm. then it says, see here, this guy didn't do it. And they're circling the wrong guy. They're circling <laughs> the same guy from the earlier video. And they're like, yeah, yes, yeah. 
we understand he didn't do it. It's because he wasn't the one reporting. See this other guy over here talking to the ref? Talking about that guy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah, just terrible. And the the Lions fans got got screwed. Um, But at least, at, at least, like, the Lions are still in the playoffs. Like, ultimately, it doesn't change that. You know, obviously, this would be way worse if, that that was their chance to get into the playoffs, and then they got stolen from them, right? Oh, without a doubt, because the league isn't going to backtrack and do anything about that. Absolutely so luckily, not. luckily, it was just you know, really at the end of the day, it's not going to have a major impact um, because I think I think more or less their playoff spot is set. I mean, at least they're going to get home. I believe they're getting a home field game, which is kind of the point. Um, but yeah, I mean that you can't have stuff like that. Like you've got to get a handle of officiating. And I like that at the end of the day, if something goes wrong or there's a blatant missed call or there's terrible officiating in a game, the league needs to be able to demote or promote as needed. If you're terrible at your job, you're probably not going to be given an opportunity to do certain things. And the same thing has to happen with um, with refs. Like at the end of the day, if they can't, if a referee or a referee crew is bad, they can't be in playoff games. You want to do playoff games? Get better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the remainder of our news is pretty much just who's not playing in Week 18. Um, so Mason Rudolph will start for the Steelers in Week 18. Um, Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy are out for Week 18 from the 49ers. Uh, the Ravens are resting Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs are resting Patrick Mahomes and quote-unquote other starters for Week 18. Same thing with the Browns and Joe Flacco and other starters. Sam Howell will start for the Commanders in Week 18. Nick Mullins will start for the Vikings. Now that is interesting because they benched him this past week, even though they're still fighting for a playoff spot. I think very quickly realized that was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And they're still playing, fighting for a playoff spot. They're just in much... Like, I think I'm looking at the playoff picture here right now. Even if they win, they have 11% chance to get in the playoffs. So, basically, they need everyone else to lose next week. Um, and uh, I think they could have helped themselves a bit more, been a bit more competitive in Green Bay last week if they had played Nick Mullins. Uh, like, I know he started out rough in Week 16, but he got it together. They ended up having a pretty good game overall. Yeah. So I, th- I I think the Vikings kind of shot themselves in the foot there. Yeah, I think that was a bad call from the beginning. Um, you kind of understand a little bit more what, what's going on in Denver and why they would make their decision. But Nick Mullins thing, I understand he had like a rough outing. Um, but at the end of the day, he was still able to put up points. He was able to keep you in competitive games. You got to stick with him down the stretch here because they're try- this team's trying to make the playoffs desperately. Um, so yeah, I think... I think they clearly made an error of judgment there. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what they were thinking. I, I get it for the Broncos. They're out of the playoffs. Like, fine. Let's let's see what we got. But they'll have to they'll have to answer to the fan base, I guess, and to the owner come the offseason. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. And I think you know that's one of the franchises that's on the brink of major changes anyway, because they're probably having a quarterback shuffle for the season. Cause I don't think Kirk cousins is resigning there. I think he's going to become a free agent. So the Vikings are essentially going to be out there looking for a quarterback. So that's going to change their whole dynamic of the team. They're so talented. They got a lot of great players there, that coaching staff and that management staff, they've got to be weary. 
Because if you're the general manager, you could be sitting here going, I don't like that coaching call. So that's strike one. And they mm-hmm. don't need many more strikes to get rid of you and make a change. If a new quarterback's coming in anyway, they might think, hey, let's do it now. Get a new system going so we can keep our stars, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, et cetera, happy. So try to stay competitive if they can. So I, I think that they got to be watching themselves. Just like Space Force, big changes ahead for this offseason. <laughs> and last piece of news, Matthew Stafford, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup will all sit out Week 18. So Carson Wentz will start at quarterback for the Rams in Week 18. Great example of why you shouldn't have uh, your Super Bowl this week. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why people do it? To be like, well, you got to get through this compet. Like, if you get to the Super Bowl, now it's about your ingenuity. But, like, that's dumb. Yeah, don't do that. Just just be in week 17. Yeah. Come to, come to, the, come to the light side. Come to the good side here. <laughs> you say to come to the dark side. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is my instinct. That is my usual go-to. But I was like, I think in this side. This is the light side. I think in this time, I'm on the right, the good side here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, before we dive into our conquerors and bus, just want to remind everyone we do have a Patreon. If uh, you are so inclined, you can go to patreon.com slash conqueredraft, or you can go to conqueredraft.com. We have a Patreon page on there. Uh, we've got a couple different tiers there, not too expensive. They give you a variety of different things. Majority are contained in our exclusive Discord community. You get additional start-sit options, Thursday night start-sit options, wear wire targets, trade targets, and a draft analyzer so that'll come through as well as uh, up-to-date access to our rankings because once we post them to our website we we don't update them further uh, but we do update them in our discords and as i'm sure you're all well aware as we approach the start of the regular season those change pretty constantly as we get news we get uh, a look at how teams are using certain players in the preseason games so if you want the most up-to-date rankings that is where you can find them and if you have any fan questions for us, you can reach out to us on social media. You can go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, or you can go to ConquerDraft.com. Fill out the uh, the podcast form that we have on there. We'd love to hear from you. Don't be a fool. Join our pool. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's dive into Conquerors and Busts. Uh quarterbacks so if you had the displeasure of going against lamar jackson this week you probably lost so you had just shy of 46 and a half fantasy points dunking on you uh jordan love 34 and a half fantasy points a respectable performance kyler murray i think with his best fantasy finish of the year just shy of 30 fantasy points in a shocking upset over the eagles I don't think anyone yeah. saw that coming. That was definitely a shock. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anyone called that one. No, no. Especially with like Marquise Brown getting put on IR before the game. Mm. Uh like they had Trey McBride. They didn't really have anyone else in the receiving game, right? I mean James Conner, we'll we'll talk about him in a minute, but like he had an amazing game. But Philly's a great run defense. It's you pass on them to beat them, right? So yeah, I, I'm. I would like. I'm pretty concerned about the Eagles heading into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. in terms of yeah. how the team looks. Yeah, they're like that was that to me. Some of their losses against other tough teams, I can kind of dismiss a little bit. But that loss, that was. I don't think that's acceptable. 
out of a playoff team. Even in this late part of the season, like you're still playing the vast majority of your starters and your players. Like you should, you should be able to win that game, especially against an Arizona team that like, yeah, has some potential, but they have not been able to put it together. And as you mentioned with Marquise Brown, well, that's a huge hole that you should have been able to take advantage of, but they couldn't do it. Yeah. Like if that game had been this week and Eagles were sitting a bunch of their starters. Okay. I get it. You know, they, they won against some backups. It is what it is, but they won against the starters. And yeah. in a game that shouldn't have been close, it shouldn't have been. No, no. Um, especially because like I didn't have anyone in that game. I wasn't playing or, and I just stuck with my guns of, I'm not going to watch my opponent's players. So I didn't watch that game uh, because my opponent had Jalen hurts. Uh, But I was kind of just looking at the box score and I think it was tied 31, 31 and the Eagles got the ball back with like 40 seconds left. I was like, okay, well that game's over. They're just going to throw a couple of darts down the field and then kick a field goal like game over. And I look back later, and the final score was like 30. I don't remember what it was 35, 36, 31. I don't, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely wild. Yeah. I, I was not expecting that. And always at the end of the year, I find you do find some of these blowout games, but it is usually because certain players are being rested, things like that happen, or you have two teams that are missing the playoffs anyway one team's usually better than the other and the team that's not as good wins because they've got young players who are fighting for position. They're trying to get their names out there for next season. But yeah, this game, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like the, the Eagles just looked absolutely messy out there. Like that defense giving up over 30 points to Arizona after a game that like, yeah, they beat the Giants, but they still gave up a bunch of points against them, I remember. So like they're, yep. Yep. they were in a position where they have not looked good for like since they I don't I don't even know like because they've lost who else they lost to in the last little bit Dallas San Francisco and I think Seattle like I think they lost to them like so they they just they've had a really rough go and yeah they're they're not looking good like I think you got to be pretty worried if you're a if you're a fan of the Eagles yeah their their defense has just not been the same they they did lose to the Seahawks you were were right okay um And then they got pummeled by the Cowboys the week before that. Barely beat the Giants. And they got pummeled by the 49ers as well. And these are a lot of teams that, if they make it to the Super Bowl, there's a chance they're playing the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry, not the 49ers. Uh, These are the teams that they have to beat out to get to the Super Bowl. The 49ers, the Cowboys, the Lions would be a tough team for them. And then even if they make it to the Super Bowl, they're playing Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs. Honestly, maybe even the Browns with how they've been playing. Like, I, I don't know. The Bills, like, they're, I mean, they're in trouble the, if, if that they're Browns struggling. De- yeah, that Browns defense. Like, I, yeah. I would put that Browns defense right now against any top team in the NFL, without a doubt. Yeah, it's they are a scary, good, underrated team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Eagles got to figure it out. So do the Chiefs, for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, Joe Flacco, speaking of the Browns, he had a great game as well. 28.6 fantasy points. He probably wasn't in a lot of lineups though, just because of the matchup and no Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he had a great, well, he had a great first half. I think he scored the majority of his points in the first half. And then I think the Jets defense switched gears and locked everything down for the second half. 
Could you um, imagine this Browns team right now if Nick Chubb was actually out there? Oh my gosh, they'd be scary. Because they so they'd have a solid running game. Because that's the thing. Like e- even their their other running backs have done like good enough. Like you know f- you know Ford's a good running back. They've got um, Hunt back there. They they can use the dual running back system. But if they had Ford and they had Chubb, even with Joe Flacco and they're like just the playing the way Joe Flacco is right now, this team would be scary. Oh yeah, yeah, completely different team, completely different record. I'd think too. Oh, I think they would be higher up. In the standings, for sure. Even with the issues they had at quarterback earlier, I think getting Joe Flacco at the right time, they would have won some games that they had kept close when they had other quarterbacks in there be, just because of Nick Chubb. And then now, with the way that defense is playing and the way Joe Flacco's kind of like stabilized things, Nick Chubb would have an amazing time out there. So, like, if they had two running backs, they they would look great. Like, they, they would be able to get it done without a problem. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. Uh, some busts at the quarterback position and the the danger of, unfortunately, having, if you stream quarterbacks, this is a risk that you run. So we had Will Levis, negative 1.36 fantasy points. Desmond Ritter, negative 1.32 fantasy points. Jaron Hall, negative 0.9 fantasy points. Bryce Young, 2.68 fantasy points. You shouldn't have them in your starting lineup from what we've seen all season, but maybe you were rolling the dice with a matchup hoping for the best i don't know you shouldn't you lost <laughs> not with this group come on i'm gonna i'm gonna say you lost your fantasy super yeah. bowl if you had them in there i would argue the only player on this list who who you really could even argue should be on your bench and just on your team is howell and then maybe levis because he's had a couple spark games here and there and he's probably their quarterback of the future but like if you have desmond ritter on your team i don't know what you're doing yeah, probably traded all your good players to Josh. Probably. Um, hey, the quarterback that I traded away was in that top five. So just saying. Well, okay, not yeah. worth Bijan Robinson, but whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't know with how Bijan played in the playoffs for me. <laughs> he might have. Well, that's co- that's more coaching. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I agree. Which, yeah. which no one can predict. On paper, yeah. Bijan's a fantastic, fantastic talent. On that team, like they got it. They uh, we're going to talk about this in the off season. They got to get rid of that yeah. coach. They got to yeah. get rid of that coach. It's like so ridiculous how that team is. is any not. any other team, I think Bijan would have been. I don't think he would have caught McCaffrey, but I think he probably no. would have been number two, probably, maybe three. Yes, I think with the way the the running backs were this year, and we can talk about this in our running back episode, I think there's an argument that he would have been two. He wouldn't have caught McCafferty, but that gap would be a little bit less. Like he, I think he'd be able to outscore someone like Mostert, um, even with all his touchdowns. Like I just think the yardage and the amount of usage you can have with Bijan would be just be greater. So I think there's an argument that he would have been number two. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Uh, well, we'll move into running backs and, and the guy who I believe he finishes number two on the year, Kyron Williams, 29 fantasy points. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 26 fantasy points. I uh, I actually got to pick up Pacheco right before the championship week in uh, a different league. And uh, I, I went back and forth myself for hours if I was going to start Isaiah Pacheco or Austin Eckler. And I did not start Pacheco. <laughs> you started Eckler? Yeah, yeah. 
So that was a, a nice 20, 23 and a half point difference. Uh, we're going to talk about Austin Eckler in a, in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, just that Chiefs defense or Chiefs offense looks different with him on the field. Oh, it really does. I mean, it gives them that dynamic that they, I think, need where they have a, not only a solid running game, but someone that um, can catch the ball out of the backfield from Mahomes and they look, they, they can look more dangerous. I mean, we've talked about this before, how even passing games improve when you have like a solid running back. And I think Pacheco is one of those ones who can prove it. I think his, what his touchdown was a receiving touchdown, um, yep. but he still had over a hundred yards along the ground. Like he's able to do those different things. So yeah, I think Pacheco is one of those found talents for them that, uh, well, I mean, knowing Andy Reid, they'll have him replaced by this time next year. Cause I'm pretty <laughs> sure we were all singing the praises of Clyde Edwards Hilaire last season um so who knows but pacheco right now yeah he's a he's changes the look of that offense without a doubt absolutely uh james connor 25.8 fantasy points jerome ford uh i dropped him in in our home league because i figured he was going to do nothing in week 17 25.1 fantasy points Mm -hmm. that sucked uh, you have a ctn 24.8 fantasy points another person i traded away there mike they all they all came back for the for the championship week. Yeah, and none of those teams are in the championship, but No. They were in the semifinal though. I traded away Travis ATN too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not you're not the only one who traded him away. No. And I true. have James Conner and Isaiah Pacheco on my team, so yeah. <laughs> a little good that does. <laughs> yeah, all the good that did you. Yep. Uh, some busts at running back, Damian Pierce, two and a half points, Miles Sanders, 3.2 points, Austin Eckler, 3.5 fantasy points, just capping off a disappointing season. I tried so hard to acquire him, too. <laughs> Honestly, so did I, and I am so happy I did. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't have, I would not have made it past, I think, the first round with him. I'm pretty confident, because he would have been in my starting lineup. Yeah, and he has not had a good playoff for fantasy. No, no. Uh, Alexander Madison, four fantasy points, and Derrick Henry, 4.2 fantasy points. Another person I tried to target very heavily before the trade deadline. Uh, wide receivers, C.D. Lamb, 33.7 fantasy points. That, with my Dak stack, uh, was the difference. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, I mean, you know, I think, I don't think it's a, surprised that I think he's going to finish the number one running back or sorry, number one receiver or in that area. But like definitely one of those like top five, maybe not number one, but not too surprised if he's two, three, four. So seemingly I'm having a fantastic year, but I just think we've seen the kind of the, the coming out year for, for talent. He's really shown his stuff. He's a dynamic receiver he'll be a top five receiver for the next couple of years because he's still young. So really great year for him. Yeah. He is number one right now heading into week. I think he's, yeah, I thought he was number one. He just surpassed Hill. And again, like with Jefferson and chase going down, like Jefferson went down in the injury chase had the burrow injury and a terrible start. So like how things could have gone there. But again, he CD lambs well outperforming players like Stefan Diggs. um, Cooper Cup, I know he was hurt, but still uh, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, um, Devontae Adams, like players that 
DK Metcalf, who you normally would also be drafting as high-end receivers. CeeDee Lamb's done a great job. Like He's in that conversation now with St. Brown and and uh, Brown and Hill and probably Jefferson when he's healthy. Like I think you can make a claim for CeeDee Lamb being right in that group. 100%. 100%. Uh, Devontae Adams, 31.1 fantasy points. DJ Moore, 26.4. Jaden Reed, just shy of 24 points. And Brandon Ayuk, just shy of 21. Some some busts. We had Tyler Lockett, one and a half points. DJ Chark, 2.3. I hope you listened to me and you sat him. Uh, T. Higgins, 2.4 fantasy points. Gabe Davis, 3.1 fantasy points. And Odell Beckham Jr., 3.8. So despite how good Lamar Jackson did, uh, only only one receiver there. And tight end did. Well, the tight end did pretty good too. But you got to shoot your shot with the Ravens receiving core, unfortunately, because it seems to change every week who... Uh, it's who, very who similar to, is. to the uh, Chiefs right now. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. They don't really have that number one target. Like, you know, with the Dolphins and the Lions and the <clears> Cowboys, <throat> like, you know who who you can really start. Um, even with the 49ers, like, you have a better chance of guessing right there. Um, but with, yeah, with, with those Ravens, even in the running back position, they just seem to have someone different each week, which means if you have... Lamar Jackson, you're in great shape, but almost everyone else, you're rolling the dice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and well, it was like that with Patrick Mahomes for a while too, but even now with Patrick Mahomes, it's kind of like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, he's had a rough year for sure. Uh, some tight end conquerors: Juwan Johnson, nineteen points; Isaiah Likely, seventeen point two; David Njoku, fourteen point four; Dallas Goddard, thirteen point two; and Johnny Mund, eleven point nine. Who? Yeah, well, exactly. He, uh, I believe he plays for the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, you're not even 100% sure on that. I'm 99% <laughs> sure. I'm, yeah, he plays for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Who's, how many starting lineups was he in? Zero. Zero. Not, not one person started him. You know who I might will... have been in uh, some, some starting lineups? Cole Kmet with zero points or, or Johnny yeah. Smith with zero Wait, points. Yeah. All these guys you're about to name, you would have over yeah. month. Absolutely. Kyle Pitts, one. Kate yeah. Otten, two. Travis Kelsey, 3.1. All what of them. A disappointing uh, week for, for Titans. Like, yeah. like, ridiculous. Just terrible. <laughs> but that is it for Championship Week Conquerors and Bus. Real quick, we're going to fire through some starts and sits for Week 18 for those of but you, you shouldn't, who. These shouldn't matter. You I shouldn't, shouldn't but playing. here we are. Here we are. So I've got for quarterback, I've got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, assuming he plays, they are on the playoff bubble, so I'm assuming that he will. And you are going to get a good game for him against the Titans. They're a terrible defense. They're one of the worst in the league. Uh, best matchup you can have for a quarterback to go up against. And the Jaguars need this win. They just pitched a shutout against the Panthers. I'm sure they're going to try to repeat that this week, hopefully with a bit more offensive involvement with Trevor Lawrence on the field, but I think if you can get your hands on him or if you've kept him on your bench, you can fire him in this week. My quarterback start this week is Jordan Love. Very similar reasons for the reasons you just gave. I think the Giants, uh, sorry, the Packers are in a position where they got to just destroy the Bears this week. They're a team that's still fighting for it. They're coming off a couple big wins in a row, and Jordan Love has established himself for weeks now of being a great fantasy football quarterback. So if you've if you had Jordan Love, if you've been on and off with when to play him, this will be another great matchup versus Chicago this week. Go with Jordan Love. 
And my sip for the week, Bailey Zappi. If you um, are considering starting Bailey Zappi, yeah. this is my point. Yeah. There's no way you're in a championship or you're going to win it if, you, if your quarterback's Bailey Zappi. Yeah, if you're if, if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel here, uh, don't. Just don't. <laughs> you, you honestly, I would start no one. I would I would leave my quarterback Over spot. Zappi? Yep. Yeah. Well, yes. or or Over Mac Jones. Too. Whoever whoever plays, I, I would start yours over Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. Like I don't know about that. That's bold. I I think I think he has a chance of at least, you know, maybe completing like a pass? Six, five or six passes, yeah. Okay. I guess if that's the metric you're going off of, sure. Play Mason Rudolph. But otherwise sit him. Oh yeah, <laughs> but basically by no means well, do I think Baltimore? Like, honestly, like, okay, hold on. We got to have that. I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but this is the worth the discussion. You think Mason Rudolph is going to be able to complete five or six passes against the Baltimore Ravens this week? Oh, yeah. I would take the over on five passes completed. Absolutely. Would you take the over on nine? If he plays a full game, yes. Yeah, see, I would take the under personally on nine. But I'll take I'll take the over. I think Bailey, with a good Bailey Zappi, I would take the under. I think with like a decent quarterback, the giant the the Steelers are okay as an offensive team. They clearly have the weapons there, but they they haven't had stability at that position all year, and I don't trust that offense in any in any moment. Who's That's Zappi fair. playing? Yeah. Who like who are the who the, are the New York Jets? Yeah, I mean the Jets defense can sometimes their secondary is amazing. But, but their secondary is great. Yeah, like that's Zappy's not going to be able to do anything. No. No, definitely not. Um, moving on to running backs. My start of the week is uh, Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, the commanders get to go up against the Cowboys, maybe play a little spoiler, impact some seeding. Uh, and you can run against the Cowboys. We saw the Buffalo Bills do that. And Brian Robinson Jr., the running game with him involved is pretty effective without him not so much if he's back this week you can fire him into your starting lineup i think i think they're going to try to lean on the running game and just try to run the clock out my running back start this week is devon hn uh they're taking on the bills uh this is a battle for the division title i think they're going to run a lot uh on the bills i think this is going to be a close game uh i don't think either team is necessarily going to get a big lead on the other one so the running game will still be part of it you can definitely run against the bills you can damage them uh in in those situations i'm expecting lots of red zone time and devon hn is going to get a lot of opportunity uh, especially with mosert still being i don't know if he's in the lineup he's questionable but i think they they clearly have shown they they want to get hn the ball as much as they can all right, my running back sit for the week is Austin Eckler. Um, because he, he, quite frankly, has hurt you more than helped you in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, last week, best one of the best matchups you can have as a running back against the defense in the Denver Broncos, he got three and a half fantasy points. Uh, the the team is just not not good. Not good at all. I I don't think you can trust anyone on the, the Chargers offense, but especially not Austin Eckler. Um, my sit this week is Ty Chandler um, with the Vikings. I think after everything that happened with um, the Lions last week, they're going to be coming in hot here. 
Um, I'm expecting them to play very well. They've really got to sharpen up that defense, get ready for the playoffs themselves. Um, with the mistakes that have been made with the Vikings, I think that this team's a little all over the place. I know they'll try to establish a run, but I don't expect much uh, this week out of Chandler. All right. My wide receiver start for the week is Calvin Ridley. I'm pairing him with Trevor Lawrence. He, I know he had a disappointing week 17. Trevor Lawrence wasn't out there. Again, this is a must-win game. This is a great matchup for wide receivers, and Ridley has proven to be the go-to guy for Lawrence as the season has gone on. So I think you can start him up. Hopefully it works out for you. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have another Jaguars injury. That's That's been very common, unfortunately. So as long as the two of them stay healthy, you, sh- you should be okay. Uh, my start this week uh, at wide receiver is also a nice combo with my quarterback. Throw in Jaden Reed, if you can, from the Packers. Same argument. Going up against Chicago, it's a great matchup. Really great chemistry that the young receiver has had with Jordan Love. I think that's a combo they're going to be looking to expand upon for the next couple of years. They've got to uh, they've got to fight for, for their lives here, and they're going to come out firing against Chicago. So go ahead and play Reed. And my sit is any wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Take, take your pick. Don't care. Don't start them. My sit is Demario Douglas. Same argument. <laughs> I just decided to get more specific. Just oh, no, because I, he's had a couple good weeks that like people may be thinking like, oh, like this is the guy. Like this is the number one target here. Sit him. No, I'm I'm willing to just say the entire field. Don't don't do it. I, if if they if their position group says WR in front of them, don't do it. Yeah. Just just walk away. My tight end start for the week, Darren Waller. Uh, he's been hit or miss, uh, but the and he didn't do very well when they played the Eagles two weeks ago, but that was his first game back from injury. Uh, he was a bit more involved last week, and from what we just saw, the, 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 the Giants kept it close the first time the two teams played. The Arizona Cardinals just beat them. I think Darren Waller is one of their two top passing options. And I think they're going to lean on him. It's a great matchup for tight ends to go against this very weirdly weak defense after the injuries they've suffered. So Darren Waller has a great chance to be a top five tight end this week. Um, I'm going with my start this week to be uh, Dalton Schultz. Um, I know that the last time Houston played Indianapolis, he did not have much of a factor to play. It's been a long time since that game. I think that was like week three or something like that, week two. Um, I think that this is going to be a close one. There's so much on the line for both of these teams. I think they're going to be passing up a storm, establishing a strong running game. I expect some offense here. I think uh, Schultz is one of those veteran targets that's going to be relied on in a very young uh, offense. When they need a big third down, he's going to be the one to get it for them. So, it's a tough position who to start and sit for tight end, and I think Schultz is a good choice this week. And my sit for this week, Cole Komet. Uh, he was dealing with a bit of an injury last week, came in and played, and he gave you exactly zero points. Uh, Justin Fields likes to go to DJ Moore. This is going to be a very tight matchup between the Bears and the Packers. Not a great matchup for tight ends. I just I don't think you can trust Cole Komet going into this one. I think you're going to want to look to a different matchup. 
just with someone who's not so hyper-focused on his number one wide receiver. And my tight end sit this week, say it with me, folks, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> one last time, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, well, I thought last week was one last time, so I got to do a 1-1-1 one, one, one last time, which yeah. is, there you go, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, got to start, got to stop how you, or end how you finish. I don't know what I'm trying exactly. to say. I don't know what you're trying to say either, but that's that's how it goes. That's how it goes. All right. Well, that is it for our starts and sits. Uh, once again, if you're in a, a league that has Week 18 championship, talk to your commissioner for next season. Get that get that changed. Get into a, a Week 17 championship. You're going to feel much better about yourselves, I promise. Definitely. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. <laughs>